Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzak. I am here with Puya Ricey, as always. Uh, Puya, we're doing NFC North, AFC North this week, but um, you have something we want to talk about first. Hall of Fame stuff? Yes, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame stuff, stuff. Which is, I know it's weird to always talk about that before going into a season. Um, it has nothing to do with the guys that are on the field this upcoming month. Um, but... I think it actually has a lot to do with guys who haven't been on the field in years now. Five years specifically. Yeah. I think it takes five years to, you have to be retired for five years before you can become eligible to be in the hall of fame. Um, Here are some of those players now that will be eligible for the first time next year. Um, We'll just go quickly, whether or not you think they get in first time on the first time ballot. Julius Peppers. No. Antonio Gates. Yes. Eric Berry, safety for the, the Chiefs. I want to say yes, but I think no. You want to say yes because of this comeback, his story. Yeah. Um, but, Jamal Charles. That's a Jamal tough Eric one. For the Chiefs. I feel like yes, but yeah, I'm going to go yes. Wide receiver Brandon Marshall. Ah, that's another tough one. I don't think so. I don't think on the first. Adam Jones, defensive back. I don't think, no. I don't think he goes at all. Jordy Nelson, wide receiver. No. Andrew Luck, quarterback. Could have been, but no. I think after walking away from the game, no. He's kind of sealed his own fate on that one. And then then the last one, kind of a notable name, is wide receiver Doug Baldwin. No, you see, I probably know Doug Baldwin the best out of those guys, having watched most of him, just being a Seahawks kind of guy. Um, but no, I don't think, I don't think so. I, I don't think these are first ballot hall of famers. I don't think this is a very good first ballot hall of fame class other than Antonio Gates, I think gets in just cause you know, tight ends or, you know, he's one of the top tight ends. He was around for, I think guy played till he was 50 years old or something like, so to, I, don't, I don't know what that, but to, no, he to played put for this a long in, time. in more perspective, in terms like of, I, I personally don't think any of these guys will be first time, um, ballot hall of famers. Um, but anyone who has a chance that's going to be close to it is going to be Antonio Gates. And the reason I think that is because the tight end position has changed over the past five years to like, and there was Gonzalez and then the next guy kind of was Antonio Gates. And now the tight end is like Kelsey. So they're catching more passes. They're getting more yards. Um, they're getting more touchdowns. They're becoming more of a, um, athletic skill position than they used to be, which means to me that there's probably not a lot of tight ends that are in the hall of fame because of their catching ability. So they might want to fill that up a little bit quicker, which means that I think Antonio Gates could get in in the first ballot, but I don't, he'll get in. I just don't know if it'll be first ballot. Julius Peppers will get in. I'm not sure it'll be first ballot. Um, Eric Berry will get in, but his story is better than probably his on-field production. Um, I don't think Brandon Marshall gets in. I don't think Adam Jones gets in. I don't think Jordan Nelson gets in. Andrew Luck, I don't I don't think he gets in. He should be in, but I don't know if he'll get in. Um I don't even Why know if Doug Baldwin will get in. Why should he be if in? he stayed playing the game? Yeah. He'd be an all time great. Sure. But he, So that's what I mean. like should should as in it, like he should have kept playing. He could have. Should, no, he yeah. could have. Not he should have been. Okay. He, he could, could have, have been in. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um I'm Jamal Charles, I'm not sure if he gets in or not. No. Brandon Marshall, no. Jamal Charles, like the thing is, like he was really good. It's just I don't know how I don't know his stat. I don't have his stats in front of me. Um, his but he team was, was never great. Like he never experienced a lot of success, and uh, you know, in terms of you know, did he ever go to a divisional um, I think, conference final game? Yeah, I think Three. he must have. Did he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know what his stats would be. Probably good over like maybe two or three years, but. I don't know if he's got the prolonged like eight year stats that running exactly. backs kind of need to have. Um, okay, let's get to this. Is our last divisional, divisional slash conference, however you want to put it. We're doing the both divisions from the conference of the North. Um, we're going to lead with the AFC because I know I'm going to want to talk about the Lions at the very end, um, as as we always do. 
AFC North, Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers. Um, let's go with the Bengals because they kind of are the favorites to win this division. It's always been a tough division to win. Um, Zach Taylor, head coach. We got our boy Justin Burrow coming back, going to play week one. Um, Justin Burrow? Not Justin Burrow. No, I feel like it's Joe, Joey Burrow, it's, Joe it's, Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah. I I'm not I don't know why I put Justin. Joe uh, Burrow. Joe Joey Burrow. So I think they're probably the majority favorites to win the division. My only thing about these guys is I've got something similar with them and I'm gonna say them and the Browns in the fact that I don't think either team got better this year. Those the- two teams. So the Bengals. Yes, I think they're still, when they're healthy, when their guys are performing, they are the the favorite to win that division. And this is still their window with how well Joe Burrow can play to compete for a Super Bowl. I didn't see them actually get better this uh, offseason, did they? I think they lost even some some of their better safeties, no? Hoping that some young guys are going to replace. Nailed it. You nailed it on the head. So basically, they have run back most of their roster from 2022. Um and the what they've missing is the back end of their defense. The so the whole entire secondary is completely revamped. But that's to so you're you nailed that. But the problem with what you're saying is that that secondary last year was ranked 27th in the league. So they kind of got rid of all those guys and brought in younger, cheaper guys that could be better. I mean, you can't be much worse than 27th. So if anything, they could be a little bit better. Fair enough. But, you, but you're right. Like, so they didn't bring in much else, but also they didn't lose like Joe Mixon's back. Now, Joe, everyone kind of remembers Joe Mixon as that bruising back that can get it done, but he has only been averaging fewer than four yards per carry his last two, last three seasons, even. So he's on a decline. Um, they brought in some ro- rookies and some new guys, Travion Williams, Chase Brown. They got rid of his old backups which is a little bit worrying. But, I mean, the wideouts are still there, and, and arguably they have the best three wide receiver pairings in the league with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, and this could this could be kind of the, the window closing on that pairing if, let's say, uh, T. Higgins wants to go somewhere else for some more money. Yeah, this could be, this could be the, the downfall of... Like their window, yeah. Of the Super Bowl. Uh, the other especially thing, especially because AFC is so good. The biggest, biggest side of it is they're a little bit hush hush on this Joe Burrow injury. Yeah. I'm a bit of a skeptic when a guy gets hurt. I feel like oh, oh, this could be, this could lead to more injuries throughout that season, right? If they come back too early. Now I know that they're going to try and let it. What what some of the teammate comments were that they were going to let him heal up. No rush to bring him back. We'll get you back sooner than, uh, you know, we'll get you back eventually. We need you for the end of the season, not the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Jamar so Chase hopefully they play it smart. And because, you know, he, he is a fun guy to watch. Of course. Their and games he, are good. Bengal games are good now. Those are exciting games. He's probably, I would say, and you probably agree, a top three MVP odds-wise for this season. Sure. So I mean, yeah, they need him out on the field. Yeah, and he'll does he meet like well, the next team we'll talk about. This is actually a tough division when you break it down. Cincinnati's the favorites. Would you would you agree with that statement? Cincinnati's the favorite to win this division. Yes, as long as uh, Burrow comes back healthy. Yes, and let's that's a great segue because health is exactly what is going to make or break this next team that can compete for the division, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody well, on this team seems to always get hurt. Lamar Jackson, always hurt. Um, the running backs, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, always seem to be hurt. Wideouts, Rashad Bateman, hurt last year. OBJ, they brought in, always always kind of hurt now. Um, so I heard a little thing about OBJ that when he went to the Rams, they did some tests on him, and they told him, like, hey, you don't have an MCL. He's like, really okay. doesn't feel like I don't have one. And they just kind of came to the conclusion. He's like, just run until the wheels fall off. And as we saw in the Super Bowl, that's what happened. The wheels fell off. 
So do you think he has anything left? Because they brought him in specifically to help. So I think that's the thing that, yes, the hands are there. The, like the mind is still there. It's just, you know, like what can his body handle? That's all it is, right? It's, I don't think it's going to be a lack of heart. I don't think it's going to be a lack of effort. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, a guy that's not trying to contribute in the right ways. It's just physically, you know, when your, your knees just start to go like that, they could just go at any moment. Yeah. Well, thankfully, like let's keep talking about the wilds for a second. They brought in a rookie in Zay flowers who's supposed to be extremely good already building chemistry with Lamar Jackson. Um, Rashad Bateman's going into his second year, but it was a shortened year last year because of injury. So OBJ doesn't need to be what he once was. He could, no. if he's just like fifty percent of that, then they're going to get good value out of him. Um, oh no, he, you, yeah, he does not. I don't. If he plays he, like the the guy from the Giants, making those amazing diving one handed, uh, that would be the best he could be. Like obviously, but, that that's but that, that I think that's also like probably not ideal for agreed. somebody who's trying to avoid injury. Yeah, like he, as long as he's really, really good with his routes and he's still got the hands to catch everything, then if even if he's lost a step, that's a great addition to this Baltimore Ravens team. And more importantly than the wide receivers altogether is that they brought in a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, who likes to throw the ball more so than he likes to run it. So that's going to help Lamar Jackson. Um, that's going to help this entire team is maybe all the guys that have been running the ball down people's throats over the last three years, Jackson, um, JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards, they'll be less wear and tear as the season goes on. They need Lamar Jackson to be healthy. They are 45 and 16 in the regular season with Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback. Um, they were within a play of making, uh, knocking out the Bengals though, with their backup Huntley though. Yeah, they were. They were, so, and that's a great to have. He's back. Huntley's back, um, and they got uh, Josh Johnson. So you're right, but at the same time, Lamar Jackson's a different player. He's an MVP, a oh, former sure. MVP player. And sure. when he won that MVP season, he led the league in passes, touchdown passes, sorry. Um, so like he can throw the ball. Now they've got an offensive coordinator that can throw the ball. Um, he just has to stay healthy. He was watching the end of Baltimore seasons for the last two years. From home. So he's if he stays healthy, this team is the defense is there. The defense is probably the best in the division. So he got a big contract in the end, right? He did, yes. Yeah. So I guess the holdout kind of worked out. Well, not really much of a holdout, but it wasn't much of a holdout. It was he didn't he didn't miss any, you know, he, he wasn't healthy in missing out on stuff, but yeah, it seemed like it was going that direction. Um my question is what was the concern? for the Ravens to pay the man, because obviously he showed that you look at the other quarterbacks in the league relative to, he was worth the money compared to Daniel Jones, for example, compare Dak Prescott, for example, compare um, Kirk cousins, for example, would you not take Lamar Jackson over these guys? A thousand percent, a thousand percent. The problem was when he was redoing his um, contract, the last quarterback to kind of get paid that money was Deshaun Watson, who had his entire contract fully guaranteed. So I think Lamar Jackson wanted his contract fully guaranteed as well, which is something that we'll probably never see at the quarter position or any position again, because all of the owners were super pissed about it. I don't see it happen a fully guaranteed contract like that happening again. Um, for, for a guy who's also like, I can understand that if this is like, you're trying to steal Pat Mahomes from, from a team yeah a guy who's coming off you know like bad publicity potential criminal charges i know away from the game for a couple of years like of all the guys to be giving like hey guaranteed we guarantee you the money we yeah. need you that bad yeah no it would be it would be one thing it would be completely acceptable and i think more understandable for people to pay Mahomes to take him away from the chiefs with a fully guaranteed contract, but to do it with Deshaun Watson, who hadn't played football in a year and a half, that is crazy, which, so that's probably why Lamar Jackson had a hard time re-signing because he was also his own agent, right? He, he didn't have an agent. He's his own, he's his own agent. Yeah. So he did good. He did great. He did great. Now, who do you think, let's talk about who you think is going to finish third in this division, Cleveland or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Okay. I think Pittsburgh's on the rise. Okay, let's talk about Pittsburgh then. So, I think, like, it, 
obviously their coach is just known for having a winning record, but I mean, the winning record doesn't necessarily mean playoffs. It just means you have a better, you know, better wins than you have losses column. Yeah. Um, now their QB young guy, who Can I think it? is probably going to be going to be improving this year. Yep. He seems like he's on an upward trajectory his career, right? There's usually always a quarterback in his second year that, that takes a bigger step than everybody else. And it, Feels like that's Kenny Pickett this year. Yeah. Now, what's their big receiver that makes the pickens that makes the why he okay. like the guy can make the wild catches? So the yeah, that is George Pickens is their second year highlight real catch, and but Deontay Johnson is kind of their wide yeah, receiver one. I get that. So my thing with this Pickens guy, what's the issue with him? He's not good at getting open. He's not good at getting because obviously the guy can make the catch. I think he's. I think he's all of those things. So he is a good player. So this is what I'm saying. Yes. So, with him being a great player, with Deontay Johnson being a pretty solid uh, pick, why shouldn't this team, just with more experience, just improve under good coaching? They cool. got if they got one of the best defensive players in the league. Their defense is great. They're the other team that like that. There's probably a lot of Pittsburgh people if they listen to this being upset that I said Baltimore is the best defense in that division because Pittsburgh has a say and an argument for that exact thing. The problem, and you said it was with good coaching, the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt Canada, is horrible. He is horrible. The reason that he liked Mitch Trubisky and they brought in Mitch Trubisky, who's a backup quarterback now for them, is because Mitch would do exactly what Canada would say. So last year, Kenny Pickett didn't have hot routes, which if you don't really know too, too much about the offenses in the NFL is like when a quarterback stands over the line, reads the defense, he can change receivers routes. He can change an audible to play. They didn't have that for Kenny Pickett last year. And they didn't have that in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. So Mitch Trubisky would just go out there. And the reason Canada liked him is because Trubisky would just read the, like the routes and throw to where he's supposed to throw. There's um, receiver one, a there's receiver one B there's receiver like different options. And he would just do what the, offense playbook is supposed to tell you to do and he would just throw pick after pick but it didn't matter because he was doing what he was told to do kenny pick has changed that he wants hot routes he wants different ways of getting in and out of um audibles and and going from runs to passes passes to runs i just don't know if matt canada their offensive coordinator he wants is to be capable a big league quarterback he yeah he wants be, to be an nfl quarterback exactly Kiwi League quarterback, just do what the coach tells you, or else he's going to bench you and put his son in. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So this team will put this offense pretty much goes as far as Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, allows them to go. Now Kenny Pickett in the offseason has gotten all the first team reps, whereas last year he maybe got bits and pieces of it. So he has is the number one guy. He's gained fifteen pounds of muscle at least this offseason. So he's there. He's ready. He's able to do the job. Is will they let him do that? Um, are they going to release him and, and let him use his brain as much as he has the physical gifts for it? They're running backs this so year. Just before before you keep yeah. going on that, Tomlin strikes me as the guy who's going to let a player who's doing the right thing. Like he seems like he's a player's kind of coach. Like he yes. likes to make the bond with the player. He seems to me, and again, I I got no frame of reference on this, that he would want to encourage the quarterback doing the right thing to elevate the team and his own game to continue on that path. And not just like, well, I'm not going to stifle your growth and the team's success just to make this uh, offensive coordinator happy. Agreed. The problem is when you're a rookie quarterback, it's tough to do that. Yeah, but he's not a rookie anymore. Not a rookie anymore. So yeah, it's exactly he could. He potentially now has a little bit more of the dressing room too and the backup with his teammates to go to the head coach and be like, hey, why, why are we still running this like ticky-tacky offense let's open it up let's get some trick plays let's do some things let's have some audibles some hot routes let's go um and it is matt canada's last year under contract so make a break season for the offense he also it would be beneficial for him to let kenny pickett kind of take over if kenny pickett has the ability because even if he doesn't have the ability if matt canada says like listen i let I, you out you guys asked me to free him up i freed him up all you can it's it's not on me this year so there's ways that they can both keep their jobs. They just have to. Or it's going to come down to Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it's going to come back to um, Kenny Pickett. I got you. Now, 
running back, which you're going to get into. Yes. It's a little bit of a sore spot for us because we last year had Najee Harris as our potential dark horse for being the top running back. Yes. That didn't come anywhere close to fruition. No, it was horrible. He was awful last year. Yeah. He was, he he's like the why he's going to be better. 24th. Like he was the 24th ranked running back or something like that. He was something around that. He was very bad last year. Very bad. Um, there was to the point where this offseason, people are thinking that his backup, Jalen Warren, is going to win the job going into this new season, which today, actually, the coaches came out and said, no, no, Najee's our starter, Jalen's the backup. But why is it even a conversation amongst other people watching the practices if Najee Harris is supposed to be that really good running back that they drafted high and had, had a great first year and it's just not didn't work out back the second year didn't work out. So is he back this year for third third year? To what he was before. He'll be back and he'll start, but uh, you're right. Like I don't know. I we yeah, look I like fools I, saying I, I don't know enough about um his game currently to to comment on. I gotta see I gotta see a couple couple weeks of Pittsburgh football. Yeah, and we're not out there watching preseason. We don't have we just don't have the time right now to watch Pittsburgh preseason games, you know? We're busy I just, I, summer. I just don't weigh that much on preseason because I hate preseason. It's you know, there's so many variables, I think, in terms of who was trying trying out what. Was were they trying out a guy on defense who bumbled the play that made the running back look good, missed a tackle because he's just not gonna make the team? Or did the running back actually do well against a first a starting um, you know? squad right well it's like preseason is not even meant for the coaches to find out like who their best players are and who their starters are it's to find out who the The 40th to 50th guys on the roster are going to be everyone knows who's going to be the the top 35 to put the floor in it's not exactly exactly you already know who your stars are you already know who your trusted players are and your veterans who guys you're keeping it's to find out who the who's not going to make the team at the very bottom of the list yeah so So that's why i can't put too much weight on a guy's performance like this, the, I guess, the commanders brought a uh, crushing uh, end to this um, Baltimore Ravens preseason 24 and 0 streak. Yeah, they won something like 24 games in a row or something like that in preseason, pre-season games, which is only four, three or four preseason games a year. So, like, well, who cares? Well, I, yeah, I just it, it doesn't really mean that much, but apparently, I missed the game. But from the highlights I saw and from what I heard, that was a very good game. Washington and Baltimore both came out to play. Well, I mean, good. I don't know who threw any of the touchdown passes. Did Kenny Pickett even play? Or sorry, um, Lamar Jackson play? Did I don't Sam think Howell play? Like Howell who... would have played, yeah. Okay. How long did he play? Uh, I don't know. I don't did he know. play the whole game? Like you could put your starters out there and play every minute of every preseason game and win 50 preseason games in a row because no one else is going to do that. Sure. That, so, I agree with you. It's it, I, I don't put too much weight in preseason. No, doesn't mean anything. Now let's talk about the wide receivers for Pittsburgh real quick because you brought it up a little bit. George Pickens should have a breakout year this year. He's put in a position to be the second receiver on that team. He should be able to come out. He has this skill and the ability, and he has the highlight reel catches to to be picked this year. Well, if this um, guy can moss the de- defensive backs, he's not going to get – if he's not the wide receiver one – He's probably not going to get the best of the coverage, right? Well, or the yeah, exactly, yeah. He won't. Or get he, he does, get... and then it just frees up Deontay Johnson, right? Exactly. Like... Who needs to have a comeback here? He didn't have any touchdowns last year. He had seventeen red zone targets, which I think was the most out of anyone in the league in wide receiver. Um, those didn't work out. Um, is he has the yards? I just don't understand Pittsburgh forever. I'll never understand Pittsburgh wide receivers. They're good in Pittsburgh and then they leave and they're trash or they like overstay their welcome in Pittsburgh and they have to go like that. I just don't understand why wide receivers in Pittsburgh always look very, very, very good for like two years. And then all of a sudden are like the most annoying wide receivers in the league. Antonio Brown won a Super Bowl outside of uh, Pittsburgh. Sure, with the worst greatest example. football player of all time. Example. Yeah, We're, like Chase Claypool, who we'll talk about later today oh as well. Um, he's nobody now. Allen Robinson is the third wide receiver on this team, which if you know that name, you know him from Chicago. You know him from St. Louis. The Jaguars. Allen Robinson from the Jaguars. 
Yeah, it's just it he hasn't lived up to the hype since he left Chicago. He so hasn't I, lived up to the hype since uh, he was the best on the Jaguars, I'd say. He was, yeah. And then he went no. to Chicago and they thought they'd break out there and then he just didn't. It just doesn't happen. No. Just doesn't happen. Who knows? But he I mean, the name is still big. Alan Robinson, wide receiver. The name is still big. Yeah, but uh, he's been in a decline. I, I don't see, you know, I think it's the same thing as when, um, what was the guy from the Bengals? He was on the Bengals for years. AJ Green went to uh, Arizona. Yeah. The name was still big, but it's just, it's not the same. No, it's not. It's not the same. It's not. And uh, I think they got Patrick Peterson on defense, the corner. Yes, yes. So their defense, man, their defense is actually really good. I might have jumped the gun when I said that Baltimore defense is the best. No, I I can see Pittsburgh's defense being uh, keeping them in games. Yeah, I mean, Uh, I think if Pittsburgh has a decent season, like uh, not decent in terms of like playing well, um, their players slightly uh, exceed expectations, they could finish second in that division for sure. You don't think they could win it though? I don't think they take the Bengals assuming the Bengals are healthy. I still think the Bengals are out there to prove a point based off the past two seasons being in the Super Bowl and being one game away from the Super Bowl. I think they kind of realize that this current window needs to, you know, is going to close. You think so, but you don't think Baltimore could beat the Bengals either then? I don't think so. I don't I, I just don't see the Baltimore but I don't I don't see Baltimore going through. Okay. I don't know why. Just like in terms of it all kind of just falls apart or their windows closed or their injuries just get them again or I have no reasoning for that. It's just it's a hunch of a of a feeling. I just don't feel like this is the same Baltimore team that was competing for Super Bowls before. Poppy. Is this the same hunch that Najee Harris was gonna be the best running back in the league last year, hunch, or is this a completely different type of hunch? Uh, this is a different. It's coming from a different place. It's a little <laughs> higher up in the body. The other one was yeah. really low. Which one's better? Usually, you want a guttural instinct, which is more solid, which it thinks sits lower. So you're saying this hunch comes from your brain and not your 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 guts? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, this this comes from the um, the left side of the brain. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. I don't think they did anything big this year, did they? I think they're just kind of staying on course from last season. Obviously, their quarterback had very little uh, experience in the last couple of years. He had no no practice. Comes in, it was rusty as hell. Took him a while to start getting used to it. He's got no more excuses now. So he he should be performing now to the best of his abilities. I think his best abilities are behind him. Yep. Um, well, I mean, he had six starts last year and he was very mediocre. Yeah. But again, he, you know, that was after having a lot of time off. Yeah, sure. No. So he, if he had got the rust off and then he worked hard this past off season, yeah. now he's back to practicing with all the same players that, well, not the same players really, because they did get rid of some key parts. Um, but having those reps in practice and having those number one, um, sets and and then going into the season knowing that you're going to get a full season out of them. History, what? statistics, and I, just those gut feelings we talked about are not on the Cleveland Browns side to make any sort of impact. Correct. Well, the other thing I, is they got I rid just, of... I don't see what they did to improve on this offseason from last That's year. That's the thing is they got worse if you look at it. In, in my eyes, they got worse. They might think they got better, but they got they got worse because they got rid of a key person that would help your quarterback. And that's one of your running backs. Yeah. Nick Chubb now, is still there. Who was probably one of the better running backs in the league, but they had Kareem hunt to come in immediately and without kind of losing a step back him up. They replaced him with a guy named Jerome Ford and Demetric Felton jr. Between those two guys, they have eight carries total in the NFL. Right now. This also opens up another discussion since this is relative, even though we're shitting on the Browns a little bit, this is a tough division. These teams always go at each other's throats. Yep. Um, I could even potentially put the Browns within this category is one of the actual best favorites to go from worst to first. Wow. 
I completely disagree. Within the potential, you know, there's eight potential teams that can go worst to first. There's only eight teams. Yeah. You put them in the top two of those teams? Top Top three three of those teams. Yeah. I mean, we'll get over that. We'll go over through that more detail next week. I don't, like, for all the ones that I don't think they're going to do it, but I think they might be one of the better options. I don't think they're top three at all. Their wide receivers are like, okay, you have Amari Cooper, who is pretty good. Um, But then, like, Donovan Peoples-Jones, is that their number two guy? Or is Elijah Moore, who kind of, like, had a really messy breakup with the Jets going into his second or third season now, um, is, is like, is he the second wide receiver? They got All I know is they got rid of a really good running back in Kareem Hunt, and I don't know where they improved. Hey, Kareem Hunt's still available, isn't he? No, I think he went to the Saints, didn't he? Oh, he is. It's it's official. I think so. Yeah, um, I'll look it up. But I I do want to say that if there's anything that Deshaun Watson can fall back on is like he's only 27 years old, so there's still potential for him to get his career back on on track. Kareem Hunt has he visited with the Saints, but he did not. He's in, on, no, not on a team. Still unsigned. No, yeah, so he can still come back. He can come back for less money if he wants to play. I think that'd be smart on both their parts. Well, maybe not Kareem Hunt's part, but it'd be smart well, for for the Browns to bring him back if they've got the room for it. I don't know who else they're paying that's making that much money. Yeah. Uh, it's Just remember another thing when you're talking about like um, Deshaun Watson, this is his chance to kind of get his career back. He's a quarterback for the Browns. That position has never got anybody's career anywhere. No, I no. Here's a specifically. Here's it's a question gotten your you. career into the ground. Here's a question for you: If Deshaun Watson has a great year this year, a Geno Smith type of year, will he win Comeback Player of the Year? Can he even be in the talks for Comeback Player of the Year? Based on why he is coming back, I think so. I mean, I think if what he did was so egregious that the NFL can't ever give him an award or ever give him any honors, they shouldn't have brought him back. So the answer would be no. He could, there's no way he could possibly, even if he is the best quarterback of the year. No, I'm my my answer is yes. He can win the award because I'm saying really, if, if what he did was so egregious, which it was, the NFL wouldn't honor him with an award this is not my personal views this is i'm saying like the nfl because that means the nfl would have to if they kind of hold out on him that means they made they're admitting to making a mistake or that they shouldn't have brought him back but if you brought the guy back then he's in you know guys in the running for a super bowl guys in the running for everything right if you've reinstated a player you've reinstated him yeah sure but to give him comeback player of the year even nod People would be like, oh, why is he? What's he coming back from? Oh, some horrible, 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 horrible things. Not an injury, not a, just a bad eight years of of luck being a backup quarterback, but from some really awful, horrible, horrible things. Right. That was for one year. What was the year before? Holdout. He held out. Yeah. And while he was helping, while he was holding out, he was doing horrible, awful, horrible things. So not only did we, did he want he didn't want to honor his contract, so he chose not to play. And then he did some horrible, awful, no good things, and then he got suspended for those horrible, no good, awful things. And then he comes back and he wins comeback player of the year. There's no way that would be allowed to happen. I, I'm going to disagree. Not not on the um, fact that it's morally correct that he wins, or my personal beliefs that he could should be in the running. Just the fact of what I think the NFL would do, and I think that they would give him the award if he deserved it. No way. No way. I don't think he gets Walter Payton Man of the Year, but... he would. They would never even give him Comeback Player of the Year award because then it would make people ask what he's coming back from, and then they'd have to answer those questions all so over So we again. had the same discussion with Geno Smith last year. Yeah, but Geno and- Smith, sure, he shouldn't have won either because he's not coming back from anything. He just got better. He should be but- most improved. No, but we we read we read the 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 definition of the criteria of the um the award and it is for somebody who overcame adversity. It doesn't say anything about if it's self-inflicted adversity or you know adversity thrown at you. 
horrible. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It just leads to problems. There's no way they would let him win it. There's no way. They would just it would just cause more controversy that the NFL doesn't need. They'd be literally walking themselves into a problematic situation. You don't agree with that? I I see your side of it, but I just think if he deserves it, I, I it's a long shot that he's going to deserve it. We wouldn't deserve it at all. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, does he deserve a <laughs> does he deserve a three hundred million dollar contract? No, he does not either. Oh man, I could have gone off the rails there. Let's go to the NFC North, the fun for me, my favorite division. Yeah, it's also my most frustrating division and so my I most hated division, but it's my favorite division. Start at the bottom. Who we think's at the bottom of that division? Okay, I don't know who you think's at the bottom of that division. Well, I'm gonna open it up with it's either the Bears or the Packers, and I might lean towards the Packers right now. Okay, we can start with that. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll start with that. Well. They have the biggest question mark of everybody of the of the quarterbacks. Jared Goff is probably the most, you know, like as of last year, he's he was probably the best quarterback mm-hmm. in that division last year. Yep. Uh sorry, outside of Aaron Rodgers. I but Aaron Rodgers had a down year last year. He wasn't great last he did. year. Aaron Rodgers was not great this year. And everybody he was knows not Rodgers. Of, he's you know, gone. Aaron Rodgers. He's out of here. The, he's gone. The, the Lions the Lions sent him packing with that last win. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I don't even want to get into Kirk Cousins with you. I know your feelings were. Um, then we got. To, I'm blanking on the guy's name from the. Uh, I Justin like Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I think he did great considering how terrible that team was. I thought individually he was playing well. Yeah, and I think he's only going to be better this year because he started off the year worse and kind of got better and better and gained more traction as the season went on. And I think he's going to do a lot better. And you know, they're saying that they I I don't think DJ Moore is the most amazing receiver in the league, but I think he's pretty decent. And just an addition of a one more guy who can catch balls is going to help him because the guy can move. You know, so just, are you know, starting with the Bears or are you starting with the Packers then? You've switched teams. No, no. So then that leaves the one guy who we don't really know about. Correct. And I will say this. Jordan Jordan Love is the most feared player in the NFC North. Now, let me say that again. Because he is the most feared player in the NFL North. And it has nothing to do with his on-field production, his skill level, his potential. It's because we don't know what he's capable of. And so far in the last 30 years, the Packers have only started their season openers in week one starters with two guys. And they're both Hall of Famers. So if they did it again with Jordan Love, everybody in the NFC North is going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, Pissed. But I... I... They they've done them all the right way because each one of those guys sat behind their predecessor mm-hmm. to learn the apprenticeship, yep. the, quarter, the QB apprenticeship. Yep, which we so, both agree is a huge part of the NFL and needed. Yeah, so there's no reason why Jordan Love shouldn't be decent. You know, like relative mm-hmm. to his you know um, experience. Yep. He 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 was sitting behind one of the best and. Again, this is a TV show. It is, you know, sensationalism. But watching Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers does kind of give off that vibe that he is there to kind of mentor other guys. Like he's not just. Do you think that's because he's in a new? Do you think that's because he's in a new place though? Like, do you think he was that guy because he was angry in Green Bay, and it seems like in New York, I think he was angry in terms of trying to win. But over that time, I'm sure there was plenty of weeks. Because you know, like you're you're seeing the upset on upset on a Sunday afternoon when things didn't go well, but during the rest of the week, I'm sure when they're trying to get better, I don't see why he wouldn't be mentoring um, Jordan Love. I see. I yeah, I don't know because you're right. In New York, on Hard Knocks, they they kind of give him this like veteran leadership role where he's talking to the young guys, he's being sociable and kind of teaching. Whereas I don't know if he was just angry in Green Bay all the time. I mean, obviously that was stuff we just heard because we didn't actually get to see it on film because they didn't do hard knocks there. But I don't know. The, the but good he also thing for- gave off like uh, he also gave off some pretty good vibes though. Like 
the other stuff he did outside of football, right? Like he didn't come across as kind of this piece of shit guy who doesn't want to associate with anyone else, right? He kind of had this cool mantra about him about, you know, I don't want to say like peace and love, but like almost like holistic healing kind of thing, you know, like it does almost go hand in hand. Yeah, really. I know, but it's, <laughs> you know, I could, I could very much based on that see like the personality that he's kind of shown forth um, him being kind of a good well, yeah, I mean, like if you listen to relation with Jordan Love, you listen to Pat McAfee. He said he always said the right thing. He always said the calm thing, the most intelligent thing um, for his brand, his personality. Um, you just always hear the bad things that come out from it from the press, which was part of the reasons he always talked on just the Pat McAfee show is because he could say what he wanted to say. It would never get twisted. Now let's get back to Jordan Love because I hate Aaron Rodgers um, and I'm about to hate Jordan Love, I think. But. He's set up pretty good with the running game. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both back, um, both very good still. Um, he's He's got to find his wide receivers. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they're both in their second years in the NFL. Both rookies last year. Christian Watson kind of broke out towards the end with Rodgers, though. Uh, he, I think he played the – they missed the first four or five games or something like that because of injury, I believe. Um, came back and I think he scored a touchdown like almost every game. He was great with Aaron Rodgers. Um, apparently, Romeo Dobbs is having more of a connection with um, chemistry was the word I was looking for earlier uh, with Romeo Dobbs. But there's no veteran wide receiver here. This goes to Dodds, Watson in the second year. And then Jaden Reed is the third wideout. He's a rookie. So like the very young wide receiving corps for Jordan Love to work with. Yeah. So again, this is a big mystery. I'm putting them at the bottom just right now because I have no info. I have no info on this team. I would love for them There's to too finish many last question place. Marks. There's too many would question marks. And also, especially when the question mark is that quarterback, you can't, you can't ignore that. Yeah. Can't ignore that. Okay. So then let's go to, you think it was between them and the bears. Yeah. So just because of the question mark, I'm going to put them in the bottom right now. Okay. And then I'll take the bears to go, uh, third, uh, Third, third in the division. Okay. Um, okay. Let's talk about their quarterback because he's in his third, going into his third season. Last year, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, only a 60% completion rate, though. That's not good. It's not good at all. Did not throw the ball very well last year. Um, and he threw it even worse in his rookie season. Matt Eberflus is the Bears head coach. He's a defensive coordinator that came out of Philly, did good things with Philly. I think he won the Super Bowl with them. Um, I mean, and then like you, it boils down to Justin Fields. I mean, I like DJ Moore on this team a lot. I think whenever you get a quarterback that's young in the third season, the minute you give him a proven wide receiver, a veteran proven wide receiver, they usually do very well with each other. I think DJ Moore is, I think Justin Fields, DJ Moore take that big step this year. They have the biggest connection this year out of any new um, combination between wide receiver and quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great input. Great input. Um, great input. Well, I mean, I, I'm just thinking of who else I'd be. Like, I, I'd like to say Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jeff, Jared Goff. But they were together connection. last year. They were already right. together. Last they were. They were already have that connection. But you're saying they're they're going to take the biggest most jump. improved step with a first time. Like, how can Justin it be most Fields improved? Is, how can it be most improved if it didn't exist? Justin Fields is qual is Justin Fields personal stats are going to jump huge because of DJ Moore. Okay, that's what I mean by that. You always have to give a kid a a number one a star number one re receiver, and I think DJ Moore is that guy. I think DJ Moore can be that guy. There are other wide receivers suck. Chase Claypool is horrible. I don't know why he's on this team. I don't know why he's on any team. Um, is not. He hasn't put in what his mouth says that he can do. Um, it, it's funny that, it, like, as soon as he started talking, is when his game started diminishing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes just keep your head down and be what you are. Like he was cut, touching touchdowns, catching touchdowns, like every game two years ago, and then started talking about it, and now he can't do anything. The only thing I've ever learned at work, and I've been working since I was eight years old, is the guy that always gets brought back and keeps his job. He's just the quiet one who does his job, doesn't piss anybody off. Yeah, doesn't need to be the best either. 
just be a little above average is you're quiet and do your job. You're going to stay, you're going to stick around for a long time, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Darnell Mooney is their third wide receiver. He is going into his third year. I don't like he, a lot of talk about him last year being a breakout wide receiver did not happen, which is why they went out and got a DJ Moore. Um, so I don't know. It'd be DJ Moore and Justin Fields are bust for this team. Running backs Khalil Herbert and they brought in Dante Foreman from the Panthers. Uh, DJ Moore is also from the Panthers. Khalil Herbert, do you think he can be a number one guy? He's very tiny. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Just got... I mean, when these teams are at the bottom of the the competing for last place, I kind of fall off the radar a little bit. Right. Well, they, they fall off my radar. Sorry. What the team did this year to get better was uh, Justin Fields was sacked 55 times last year. That was the most in the league, tied with Russell Wilson. Um, they drafted a lineman, offensive lineman at nine overall, and they signed a guard out of uh, free agency in Nate Davis. So they worked on trying, trying to protect him better, but their defense was worst in the league last year by far. And they have got $32 million in cap space left. They haven't really improved their defense. There's still guys out there, Yannick Nogoku, Jason Pierre-Paul, Carlos Dunnop, Melvin Ingram, Robert Quinn. They should bring them all in if they've got $32 million to use this year. Um, there's no point in that just sitting there. When you're worst defense in the league, awful offensive line. Worst and then, team in the league. Yeah. They were the worst team in the league. So and you still think you still think the Packers will be last place, eh? I'm just putting that question mark there, but Okay. Okay. Well, Either way, about... here's okay. See, here, here's the thing. For fans like us, do we do we care if you're fourth or third? If you're not making the playoffs, you're not doing anything. Do we care? You in care this, about in this your division. division. You care about your division. And you care about the teams that should do well and then they don't. The wor- the the best to worst teams like the the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl to what the hell happened, right? Um, well, the team that won this division last year, the Minnesota Vikings, and your best buddy Kirk Cousins. I even wrote LOL down here beside him. Like, come on, Kirk Cousins again. We're going into another year with Kirk Cousins as your starting quarterback. I I hated him last year as a starting quarterback. I gotta ask you this. I gotta. Like, what are you doing? You you watch the show uh, Quarterbacks? I did Netflix? not because it revolves around Kirk Cousins. You are you serious? You specifically didn't watch it because it has Kirk Cousins? Yes. Okay. Why would I want more? Why do I want to get more angry every day? He tears up in it at one point or two He's points. A little bitch, little bitch boy, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. What does he cry about? Uh winning an award. What award did he win? Oh, I'm trying to think. It's the um. Was it like an award they give out at church or something? <laughs> no, it was at the NFL like awards breakfast. They give it best egg scrambled omelet. No, no, no. It's the um. I'm I'm blanking on it. Bart Starr Award. Okay, Bart I don't even know Bart Starr was a quarterback, right? He he won Super Bowls one and two. Oh, so it's the old to the oldest quarterback. Yeah, Packers he's guy. The, he's the oldest quarterback this year. He's a Packers guy. Okay, well, congratulations on your Bart Star Award, Kirk Cousins. Um, his backup is Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall, who's a rookie. They also got rid of Dalvin Cook, who was their their best running back. Alexander Madison is good; he'll take over. Um, a little bit younger, fresher legs. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson, best in the league. Rookie Jordan Addison supposed to come in, be very explosive, and then KJ Osborne, who's the third. Wide receiver will also be back. Now, TJ Hawkinson should get some love here too because he can catch a lot of balls for this team as out of the tight end position. That was a um, big loss for the Lions, I thought. Huge loss for the Lions, yeah. So he's he had a big year when he went to the the Vikings at the end, halfway through the season last year. Now, here's the thing about the Vikings is that Kirk Cousins sucks. That's it. End of story. Should they trade? For a little bit of breaking news that happened today, Trey Lance, the highly potentialed quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers, was officially demoted to the third quarterback on their depth chart. He didn't go to practice today. Uh, they're looking at trading him. The Minnesota Vikings seems like a good spot to trade for a Trey Lance, no? 
Or, okay, well, that's assuming Trey Lance is going to pan out. What has Trey Lance Kirk ever Cousins done? isn't going to pan out. I think Kirk Cousins is he, – he is who you, you know who he is, right? He's not going to take you to the Super Bowl and win it. He's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. No, he's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. He's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. He's not going to take you to the playoffs and win it. We take you to the playoffs. You just can't win it. There you go. So what's the point then? Uh, it keeps your fans kind of interested. It keeps it keeps you competitive. My point is, what has Trey Lance ever done in his football career for people to think he's going to be successful? He's just got more potential than Kirk Cousins does right now. Does he have potential though? I mean, like, yeah, you you said it yourself how awful of a word that is. At some point when the evidence is stacking against the potential, I did a little bit of digging, not that much because I don't do that much. Um, he didn't play that much, and he was never that good in college either. He You're never right. played the, that much. He is in the, the NFL. definition of the word potential, which is not a good word. No, but when it keeps coming season after season of just the guy has never, has he ever put in a stellar performance over a season? So then if it costs you nothing, it costs you a seventh rounder, why not go out and get him and have him behind Kirk Cousins? So who's behind him right now? Mullins? Yeah, Nick Mullins. Another San Francisco product? Yeah. Yeah, so why, why is he any worse? You already got him. Trey Lance has more potential. More potential. His athletic ability is there more than Nick Mullins. He can do more things with the football than everybody else if he just gets a chance to do it. But apparently he's just thing. he's just completely inaccurate at throwing. So was Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's that inaccurate. The only reason the balls get caught is because Justin Jefferson can jump 14 feet in the air and catch it. Sure, but if uh, it, Kirk Cousins can get it that much closer than Trey Lance, make it a little easier on Jefferson. Here's the thing about Minnesota last year. They are the only team in NFL history to win 12 games and have a negative point differential for the season. They had three less points than they scored last year. 11 of their 13 wins were scored by one point. Or sorry, one were within one score. Like this team, they just don't, I don't think they have the ability to maintain that number of wins with that stat alone and that quarterback. I just don't think they can do it. And I hope they can't do it. Because that means that this division will be wide open for your... So before, whoa, 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 before you go there, before you go there. Because I already think I know where you're going to place your joy lines. What order have you got second, third, and fourth in this division? I got Minnesota Vikings fourth. I've got the Chicago Bears third. I've got the Green Bay Packers second. And I've got my and your and Our... everybody's Detroit Lions in first place in this division. And I'll tell you why it's pretty simple. They have pretty much the same quarterback. That's just, you know, it's only finished the last nine games last year with 15 touchdowns and no interceptions. And not only that, but they had the best re-signing of anybody in the league. And that is their offensive coordinator. Ben Johnson is back. If he would have left, he is the guy that made Jared Goff a a better quarterback again and made the offense work and built it around the skills of the players that he had. He is the genius behind this offense. If they lost him, it would have been another year of just upset Detroit Lions fans. We have a lot of hope this year and it is the hope that kills you, but we have a lot of hope. I am going into the season with the highest hopes I think I've ever had um, with the Detroit Lions team. And I'm very afraid of that. Yeah, but, but I can see where it's come from. I think, like Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a top 10 receiver. Yeah. I think he's only going to be better this year. Yep. You know, he brought, they brought Marvin Jones Jr. back who left for two years to go play in Jacksonville. He did nothing but catch touchdowns when he was with the Lions. Yeah. I think he's a red, he's a red zone guy, right? He's a red zone guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We need red zone. That's guys. fine. And we, now, the thing that surprised me about the Lions offseason was they got rid of both their running backs. DeAndre Swift, gone. I'm okay with that, to be honest, because he just got hurt all the time. And he wasn't really the guy that they thought he was going to be. And then the thing that kind of makes me nervous is they got rid of Jamal Williams. Now, 
Jamal Williams might have been small. He might have lacked a little bit of that skill that you want, but he scored 17 touchdowns last year. He was the guy that you saw in hard knocks that was a leader vocally, was well-respected amongst the team, the press, the fans in Detroit. Everyone loved him. They got rid of him. I don't know why, because they brought in David Montgomery, who's kind of on the same contract that Jamal Williams got with New Orleans. Montgomery's a little younger, um, but I just don't like... It's sluggish, though, isn't he? Is he just he also he's got injury like he gets injury problems. Yeah. I don't know now, what the thinking. Jamal is. Williams, he's also he's he third string on. Uh, no, he... he'll back up. He'll start the first three games. Okay. Um, I just I think that's a weird guy to get rid of. To be honest, with everybody that everything that's going on with Dan Campbell and having that extension within Jamal Williams in the locker room. It's kind of a weird thing to get rid of. I don't know why. But do you think um, it was strictly a money thing that they thought? You know, sometimes it's like, hey, we're going to gamble and think that uh, we can get away with not paying the guy. Somebody else pays him. They're like, okay, fuck. Well, we'll. Well, they he now. so they said we're not going to pay you what you want, and then they brought in David Montgomery for the same, the same contract that basically Jamal Williams is getting. So they already gave the money away before someone else could offer it to Jamal Williams. Okay, that's what I was yeah. So that's the order of operations. So it's it's very it was very strange. But they brought in Montgomery and everybody I've been reading about him. I watched him a little bit when he was with Chicago, but they all say that he's just a younger, smaller version of Jamal Williams, which uh, none of those things really appeal to me. I want to win. I don't need to go younger right now. Um, and then they brought in speaking of younger, uh, a running back in the first round of the draft, which blew everybody's yes. heads off. Jameer Gibbs, um, out of Georgia or Alabama. Um, I I didn't get it at the time. Everyone's raving about this kid. I'm hearing great things about him. They're saying that he could he could be in the conversation for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. And I I just don't. I, Did I, you watch preseason at all with him? I didn't watch any preseason games. No, I don't like preseason. No, but I mean, not the whole. I don't game. even know if he's played. Oh, yeah, he's played a few. No, I've I've watched the highlights, but nothing stuck out to me. Nothing that nothing that made me go, oh, okay, that was worth the pick. I have my hopes are up again with him because of what I'm reading, but it was since Barry, it's just every time they bring in a new guy, like DeAndre Swift was supposed to be just like Jameer Gibbs. When they brought him in, it was like, oh, what a great pick. That's he's going to be so good. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He can run he can, after the first step um, or hit after the first, after the first hit. It's, I, I'll have to see it. I mean, not, my hopes are up there. I just have to see it. The one other downfall with this team is, Defense, um, defense, oh. and and let's get back defense to James. killed them before defense. Let's get to James. Thirty three points last year, but let's... led in thirty five. <laughs> let's talk before we go defense. Let's talk about Jameson Williams, who will come back after six games. He was suspended for gambling on football, um, or he was just no. He was suspended for gambling on other sports, just in Lions facility, which you're not allowed to do. But um. He has potential too, which is a shitty word, but he was a rookie last year. He's supposed to be a great deep threat. We'll see what he can do when he comes back. But right now, I'm happy still with Emmanuel St. Brown, Marvin Jones Jr., and Josh Reynolds as our third wideout. Um, all of those guys can catch the ball. Very happy with that offense. Um, I think they're going to be top five offense this year. Their defense is the problem. Sorry to kind of cut in, but uh, since uh, you mentioned his name a hundred times, the other St. Brown brother is he still he's in, in Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, he's he's still there. Yeah. Okay. Equinemius St. Brown? Equinemius St. Brown? Yeah. Yeah. He's still in Chicago. He's not as good as his brother. I mean, he's older than his brother, right? He's played in Green Bay for a while. Yeah. So Evan Ross St. Brown's in his third season. Uh, I think Equinemius, Equinemius, Equinemius. It's another god. Um, Equinemius St. Brown. Um, He's, I think, five years or six years. He's never had the ability that's. Amon Ra's hat. Even coming into the league, he wasn't as highly touted as Amon Ra. Right. Um, but you're okay. Let's get back to the defense. They did try to fix it this year. The Lions. I don't know. They the big problem was their defensive backs. They got rid of their highly touted um corner and um Odu. How do you say his name again? Alcuda. I can't believe I forgot that. Already off the team for a month. Don't don't remember anymore. Um, but they brought in CJ Gardner Johnson, Cameron Sutton. Those guys are huge additions to our um secondary. 
Then we brought in Jack Campbell, first round pick linebacker. We need him and our off our defensive line is strong. So we also drafted Brian Branch from Alabama, who's a steal in the second round. Like this defense should be better. It's just how much better will they be? That's the huge, the huge you, you didn't even uh-oh. mention their biggest, biggest draw on defense, too. Ian Hudson is on, on their offense or defensive line. Yeah. But it's we t- I think we talked more about his sister last year than we did him. Well, she was featured a lot on Hard Knocks more than he was, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The defense will be the X factor here. I mean, if they get just that much better, this team... Honestly, what would their record have been? And you might have to pause everything to go look at this one up. If those three-point games that they lost, they just could stop a little bit of that bleeding and not lose by three points. They would, had, they would have had. They would have had. They would have had at least two losses on the season. I I was to say there's at least two games off the top of my head where I'm like that we win those and then we're in the playoffs. I think they only lost two games by more than three points of their losses. Yeah, it's this team. Like sometimes there's so much, so much hope behind this team. Yeah, but the other thing that is an X factor is are they going to be able to handle that pressure? More than last year, where it's just like this is the worst team in the division. They're on hard knocks. They're going to suck, and they overperformed. Can they go into this season as the favorite in the NFC North and like reach that? I think so. I think there's like, I think Jared Goff's got a second, uh, second wind in him, like a you know second chance at kind of making his uh, career memorable. Yeah. And I think he's going to show why he was a first-round pick because he started off good with the Rams. They went to a Super Bowl. You went to a Super Bowl with him, yeah. And then things just kind of got stagnant. Yeah. Then yep. they switched it up. He got in, you know, brought in Stafford. Obviously, we know what happened there. He got a new change of scenery, and it kind of gave him a little resurgence. And I don't see why not. I, I, I think, I think it's a good fit for him for whatever it was working, like whatever wasn't working in LA seems to be working because even in LA there was only a couple games where they were just putting up like I remember there was a game against the um the Chiefs or something they put up 50 points or something yeah the, in like a Monday night a game, game or something like that yeah right? there was like there was a few games where they were putting up big numbers but and maybe I'm just kind of only remembering the Super Bowl where they were just dull and not putting up many points that was the one against Brady right yeah I think yeah. it was like seven to three or something. That was a bad Super Bowl. It was ten to three. It was ten to that three. Was a bad, very bad Super Bowl. Yeah, but I'm just I'm trying to think back on like I think he had a lot of low production games where it seemed that at the um, Lions they were scoring twenty eight points, thirty points, well, I said points, forty two points. The offense they scored forty two, let in forty five. Yeah, the offensive coordinator is the key to this team being what it was last year. I think the key um, is the defensive coordinator just needs to do a little bit more. That's yeah. It. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I mean, they fixed some of the key positions and bringing guys that are proven in this league. So we'll see what they can do on defense. But they have, they have, if they're just a little bit better, two or three points better each game, then it's a winning season for the Lions. Could you not say this, though, of this division? By uh, unbiased opinion, who's the best coach? Of this division, yeah. Unbiased opinion. Unbiased opinion. It's Dan Campbell. Yeah. Who Who else would it be? I don't know. Matt Lafleur. I feel no. like he, he feel like Aaron Rodgers took over that. Was, yeah. Had a lot to do with that. Not him. And it's not Matt Uberfluss from the Bears, and it's not Kevin O'Connell from the Vikings. No. But I do appreciate what Kevin O'Connell can get out of Kirk Cousins. And win what? a division. Tell There's no reason that anyone should win a division. Throw the ball to Jefferson. No reason anyone should win a division last year with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing though about Kirk Cousins before you end this all in uh, the show quarterbacks. He finally gave an explanation of why he went to that short pass at the end of the playoffs against the Giants to TJ Hawkinson. What was it? He said that um, he just didn't trust his throw to the coverage they're giving on um, Jefferson because he said that it was just covered. He just thought he couldn't make that throw. So he thought he had a better chance for a one-on-one for Hawkinson to make the catch and make a move 
to get the first down. So that so even just, he doesn't believe in himself. He gave the explanation. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say he just. All I heard was I don't believe in right? myself. They lost the game. All I heard is I don't believe in myself. That's all I heard. He went for the higher probability. He thought. Oh, in the end, so I still disagree. Watch. I think you throw it to your playmaker. Yeah. And, you know, you. how many times have we seen just that miracle play where your playmaker comes up with it? I watched Calvin GJ Johnson Arkinson. for eight years. Megatron would just throw it up to him. Matthew Stafford made a career by just hucking the ball up to his best player. Yeah. Friggin' Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Megatron and Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> um. The Bears would be the other team that are eligible from that worst to first, um, which we will go over next week. We're going to do a bunch of predictions. We'll do some fun stuff next week. We're finally done the preview stuff. We can get into just like predictions and um, what we expect coming up with this uh, 2023 season. Anything else to say, Puyo? No, but uh, I'm going to prepare some jokes and start making this a little bit more entertaining once the season gets going. We've got some real stories to talk about. Everything's so still, a little hush-hush in the NFL right now. You're still gonna you're still gonna phone it in for next week, then. No, no, next week's a fun week. That's that, that's the class party week almost, right? Like exactly. The, yeah. It's where you go meet your classmates. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you for listening. Hey, if you're a fan of Formula One, then I've got the perfect podcast for you: the Pit Stop Podcast, presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. After every single race of the Formula One schedule, Jordan and Tyler will break it down, give you some news, analysis, insight, before answering your questions and setting you up for the next race. That's the Pit Stop Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.